0: Hi, I'm Sam Kapolso over here. Um, And I've been back from relapse since uh, 2009, and I'm down 105 pounds. Um, What it was like, um, my goodness, you know, it's funny. uh, I love this program. I I do a lot of listening to uh, uh, speaker tapes. And, uh, you know, I remember as, as, as something triggered this in me when I was driving to work. And um, when I was a kid, one of my earliest memories is my brother and I. He was one year and one month younger than me. And we played a game. It was like Chris and Chuck Hunter, the Hunter brothers. I don't know who made it up, but that's what it was. And we were always in some kind of trouble. And, you know, I mean, you know, it was kid trouble. And, but, you know, I think I was, it was maybe when I was five or six years old, I'm like, let's go break those windows in the neighbor's basement and, uh, and he's like sure let's do it because he was the younger brother and, he, and so sure enough we did we broke all the windows the little windows around no one was home so we got away with it and come the nighttime, you know dad was like he's on the back porch and he's like did you guys do this shirt sure. and you know um, we got beat and I can vividly still to this day remember you know, uh, you know just the uh, the neighbors were upset that we, you, know, my, well, you know what my dad was doing everything like that And so, um, you know, the, within, I'm going to say within another month, um, Chris and Chuck Hunter were playing again, and I go to my brother, Andy, and I'm like, let's go steal that. And, and I can remember, it was like, we never played Chris and Chuck Hunter again, because Andy was like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. (laughs) I remember what it was like. I remember a month ago, the beating that I had to take for your idea. I still didn't, and I didn't learn. I went and stole what I needed to steal. I took, and you know what? That is the story of my life, really all the way up, you know, through, God, you know, the path on th- and the 12-step program started when I was 29 years old. But um, I was still, I, it, I could justify anything at that point. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, I went through um, grade school, a very small farming community, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, and I was, I was the smallest kid, but I was a bully, and, um, you know, I would, you know, we worked hard, but I could eat whatever I wanted to, you know, they, and there was always plenty of food, they wanted you to eat food, because you were, you were going to work very hard, and, um, you know, when I went to high school, I went from, I think it was maybe 20 kids in my graduating class with maybe eight eight boys, to an all-boys Catholic high school, you know, it's like the Beverly Hillbillies moving to the big-time city, <laughs> and man, I was ill-equipped to handle it, and, um, uh, you know, that, the, the, the food didn't come in right away, I mean, I would eat a lot, I would still eat a lot, but I was always playing some kind of sport, and, and I was slowly weaned off the, you know, I no longer was competing like I was, and so the weight started to come on, so I was like, oh, I'll wrestle. And, um, you know, I, was, I could starve with the best of them. I, I really, um, I like that feeling of, of just having a Diet Coke all day long. And I don't know what, at the end of the day, you're just like, you, I accomplished something. You know, the next day I'll do it again. Um, it never really took on except for wrestling, because then there was the binge at the end of the week after you weighed in. Literally after you weighed in, you would gain seven or eight pounds before you actually wrestled. Um, and so... Um, you know, after high school, the weight really started to come on. Because, again, I was... I, I didn't like the physical activity. It was just something my parents signed and stuff for and We're like, you're going to do. And, um, and then... And also the drinking and the drugs in, in high school and college. I mean, I, mostly more in high school. In college, it was like, I'm, I'm done with this stuff. And so, um, you know, I... I was just so afraid of almost everything. You know, I, I, you know when I drank, you know, I, I, was, I, I felt like other men looked. You know, I could see, you know, of course you had it more together. You had more, thing, more going for you. You were better looking. You were more successful and all that. But man, one, one drink of alcohol, for me, it was like that all went away. And, um, with, 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 with women, it was just like, I was so, I, I'm still very introverted. Uh, not so much shy, but just introverted. I, you know, um, and so, uh, um, but man, back then I was shy, but after a couple of drinks, I could approach anyone. And so, um, uh the drugs and alcohol the drugs kind of fell off quickly um alcohol I was I was really blessed with you know just kind of it was I was done with it I was heading for real real trouble um but something in in me just said you know you don't need this anymore and and I stopped drinking I never had to go to a 12 step meeting um but and and I've never really wanted it since but man within months the I mean I was just pounding what he thought uh, I remember walking to the corner store just getting, like, seven or eight candy bars and two pints of ice cream. And then having, you know, two, two, two of the candy bars were gone before I got home. And uh, at that, that time, I got up to 270 pounds. And um, I was so, I kind of hit hit bottom at that point. Um, I was walking my dog, and I made it to the corner of, like, a busy intersection and my back seized up on me and I had to stand there and I was too ashamed and proud to ask anybody for help but I had to stand there and I worked my way against a pole and then I slowly, you know, let it it worked itself out to where I could walk back home and that was it. I was off and running with exercise and, um, you know, I mean, just for any kind of compulsive person it was just like, once the exercise started, it was, I mean, and the weight was coming off. Ooh, I loved it. I mean, I didn't run a 5K. My first one was a marathon, you know. And then after a marathon, I was like, oh, well, what's next? You know, I better, I got to do something. And it, it won't be another marathon because I was already bored with that. Um, so I, I, I paid a, they wouldn't let me do a full-length uh, Ironman triathlon. So I, pay, I bought a volunteer spot. I paid a $1,000. And I'd never ridden a bike. And I never swim. I swam, but never for distance. And I, I only had eight months to train for this thing. And so I paid $1,000, bought a bike, and, and got a gym membership and started swimming. And I competed at and it, and I did really well. And, um, because, man, it was all or nothing. And I, there was, in fact, the, the marathon I ran, I ran a couple since then, but that was my fastest time because I was so just hurt and driven, and I was just so obsessed with it. And, um you know um the weight came off but man it was i was like how much exercise do I have to do? How much can I eat? It was that day that balanced. And I'm not good at math. And so it was just like, you know, I mean, I really, it was just like, you know, it, it moved fast. I mean, I'll, I would, okay, I would just, just slam it back and forth. Well, after that triathlon, I was like, well, what's next? And, and really, at the time, Everest was very big. It was very popular and all of the, Nobody had died on it yet. And I was, I was really ready. I was like, oh, $80,000. And was very, very, very fortunate, you know, um, um, and you know, when I come to look at the wreckage of my life, you know, I, you know, I'm a break-even guy financially. If, if it's not for my parents' money, I'm a you know, <laughs> I'm a hand-to-mouth guy, and that's just you know, I'm just a blue-collar you know, camera assistant, and so. Um, uh, yeah, that was, on, that was on the agenda. But I'm like, I, I can't come up with that kind of money. Um, and so I, I moved out to Los Angeles. I'm like, I've always wanted to be in the movie business. I didn't want to act. I just wanted to do something in the movie. So I sold my construction company, which was, but it was boring. That's what, it was just boring. And so came out here and um, got in, you know, but then the craft service came along and that was, you know, so I'm like, oh, this is great. A little bit of this after 12, you know, I can do that for 10 hours, and maybe 12, but you know, when they go 14, They bring in the pizza, and you know, I want to be part of the guys, and so you know, the weight started coming on. And my last marathon that I ran with my brother and sister, you know, um, oh, at this time, I was you know, um, I was an Al Anon um, because I found all the women that I dated were alcoholics. I mean, and I tried to keep up with them. I mean, I, you know, you know, for the longest time, I would try to keep up with them, and um. So I got into Al-Anon, because, you know, if I was going to date him, I better knew how to control him. And, you know, and it really was. It was and I, rem- I remember telling my therapist this time, I'm like, you know, he's like, you know, you were there in every one of these relationships. You were in there. You made these choices. Maybe you want to check this out. I'm like, this is great. You know, I, I get to learn how to do it and move around, and, you know. And so um, I came out here. I was, uh, I was in Al-Anon, and, and I was sharing this guy. I'm like, I'm running this marathon, I'm doing this but I'm gaining all this weight and it was White Flag Walter and uh, he's like uh, he's like man you sound like a compulsive overeater and he showed me his biking picture which is like it was even heavier than he you know he's just rail skinny now but he was he's like yeah I used to ride like uh, you know 12 hours a week or 14 hours a week. I was one of the biggest mountain bikers in the San Fernando Valley, but I still couldn't keep the weight off and I'm like, "Huh, oh, that's that I'm different." And you know, I went I went over off to Chicago to run this marathon and the night before I'm like, you know, My best thinking was, like, I'm going to get a pizza and carbo-load in my room, you know, by myself. You know, everybody's there, family's there, everything's good, you know. But my best thinking puts me in my room with pizza. And I ate the pizza, and and the marathon was just miserable. I mean, it was just, you know, it was just, it was, uh, um, you know, and I'm like, okay, so that little bottom there, that little dip was like, oh, okay, you're going to go back, you're going to start whatever diet it was. And I was never a big dieter, I was just more of the extreme, you know, um... But I I actually bought a diet book. And it lasted till noon. And I'm like, Jesus. (laughs) So, I, uh, I, you know, called Walter, came into OA, just humiliated. Because, you know, in Al-Anon, they say, you know, that's the graduate program. And, you know, I'm like, and and in food, you know, it's so so basic. It's just like, you know, I should be able to eat whatever I want to eat, you know, just in moderation. But that wasn't the case. And so, um, you know, I... Uh, came in, I got the food plan, I really saw right away that flour and sugar were just not possible for me anymore. Because once I started eating them, I didn't want to stop eating them. And, for a year, I dropped weight, you know, not a problem. But then I started, oh, I love spin class. You know, I love that, I love that, uh, uh, the the, um, uh, exercise bulimia. I like, um, I don't like, I don't like doing a lot of exercise, but like, I like short, intense exercise. And so, um, uh, I would leave the 7.30 Studio City meetings so I could get to the Hollywood YMCA so I could spin in the morning. And, you know, for me, spin class did exactly the same thing my 12-step program does now. It stopped my mind. Because that is the incessant mind of just, oh, i got to have this, i got to do this, and what's going on over here? And, and just, for, if I could... Really exhaust myself after fifty minutes of exercise, the mind shuts down for a while. it just shuts down, and all I all can do is take care of itself and that 's really what I get from now working a, a good twelve step oh, or just a 12 step program that works i can 't say if it 's good or bad it's just, it, it just works for me today and so um, you know that failing to enlarge upon a spiritual condition that coasting, you know, and I remember hearing somebody say, if you're coasting, you're going downhill. And I was coasting and I walked right out of the rooms, you know, gradually. Got the wife while I was thin, you know, and I mean, I was I didn't get married, but, you know, I had her, and, um, <laughs> you know, so once I had her, I was like, you know, I was, I was off on the way up, and, uh, you know, for her, it was, I'm sure it was a very bumpy five years, you know, because I did, I, I went from, like, 270 to, uh, I mean, excuse me, from, like, 170, 165 to, you know, 280, and, uh, you know, she, every once in a while, she you back to OA, you know. And I'm like, oh, I'm not ready. And I wasn't. I really was not ready. And, you know, um, May 5th in 2009, you know, I'd eaten so much. I'd eaten so much. I had, had a child, six months old, and I was just out of control. The food, not so much as my life. I was just choking. I couldn't breathe. I didn't feel like I could take a full breath and just go, wow, this is, you know, just... I always had to be moving and doing something just to fill that void. And man, I'd eaten so much, because I just, I, the way I eat, I eat, and then once that goes down a little bit, it, I just eat more. Once I started eating, like McDonald's and chips and stuff like that. And uh, I threw up in my mouth that night, and I just was kind of done with it. And I snuck back into a Pasadena meeting, and you know, just didn't get the vibe and I knew where the, I knew where the vibe was. I knew where, you know, where the people who were doing the deal were and I went back there and I just, I, you know, the newcomers, you're making the the bravest decision. This is not, this is not easy, you know, um, for the people coming back, it's not easy. Um, but it's a lot better than not being able to breathe, not being able to take a full breath, you know, because you I was just so afraid of everything. And so I came back in and um, got a sponsor. And he, uh, he says, uh, there, you know, I knew flour and sugar. He's like, great, flour and sugar, that sounds good. After 30 days, he's like, so what did you put on your plate in the last 30 days that, um, uh, that once you put them on there, you were looking for your second helping? And for me, it was rice and it was potatoes. And he goes, you know, the way... And he's been, he's been abstinent for 14 years. And uh, he's never experienced a relapse like I have. And, and he works very hard at, at maintaining uh, his program. And he says, you know, once those go on your plate, you know, you're just going to want more. And so the way that needs to you know the way I suggest it is and what I really recommend for you is that goes on you know there's no red light yellow light it's like this doesn't go on your plate period and because everything's contained by one you know it's one plate or someone else gets to make that call you know um, my wife is a great judge of my food she's like oh that salad's not not the size of your salad she will always take care of me even if I'm even if I'm a jerk she, will, she knows with the food she's just like you know this is much this is enough and this is not enough and uh, but I don't I don't make those decisions um, and so uh, you know I really started working uh, the steps uh, you know I did, I did all he asked me to do was five minutes of writing every morning and man for some reason that I could do that and he goes you know what that's that's your goalpost. that's your you're a winner if you get that done I don't care if you do nothing else all day long if you get that done if you if you commit to your food, and you don't eat, you know you don't overeat, and you do your five minutes of writing, you're done. You can do you can do anything else. And man, for for some reason, coming back in, that was enough for me because I was I was always wanted to be a success. I came from a very very um, uh, well-to-do influential family in the Midwest, and just just doing five minutes of writing and not eating, that wasn't enough for me. But for some reason, my defenses were so down and just what I, I just believed what he said. And all I did was what he said. And, and that started working. And, um, you know, um, I, I, as I mentioned, you know, I work in a business where they, they will feed you a lot of food but they will also work, work you very hard. And, um, I was working on a job we were up in the middle of Yosemite and as we were negotiating rates and all sorts of things I just got the sense that they weren't really going to take care of me you know they weren't going to really my food issues in the middle of Yosemite weren't going to be their priority <laughs> and you know I shared it I shared it at a group level and I said, I said you know I'm really afraid that I'm going to get up there and all they're going to do is throw sandwiches at me in, and I'm going to have to take 15 sandwiches apart to get enough protein. And, and I'm going to look like an idiot. And somebody, and, you know, I can still remember him walking up to me and I haven't seen him literally since. He goes, why don't you just bring your food with you? And I'm like, but the food there is free. You know? And I'm like, but, it, but I did it. I packed it for enough for three days. I cooked enough chicken breasts and salads and stuff like that. And you know what? To this day, I still do it. You know, even though I, I'm still a freak show when it comes to my food. I, I I have no faith that catering is going to have enough food. I, I really don't, or or the pro- appropriate foods. So I can actually, I pack my food so that I can actually do my job. Because if I have to wonder, what are they bring out for second meal? You know, oh, what I'm I'm you know missing what my job is. I'm I'm here to do a job, and so. Um, You know, I pack my lunch, and then it's simple. It's taken care of. Yeah, it's money, but you know what? I want, I'm more than happy to spend whatever I spend, and I've never tallied it up because I don't care. Um, My wife sometimes cares. (laughs) But she's like, but it doesn't matter. I have that. I'm safe and sane and sober when I I walk on to the job site with my food. And people look at me like, you know, we, so, you know, you always get the comments, and you always have to go through, and, and I'm like, I'm just really weird with my food. Not that I'm, I'm a, a, you know, a, 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 a worried about bugs or anything like that. I'm, I'm just like, I want my food, and, you know, I just want my food. <laughs> and so, um, you know, the, uh, the, what it's like now, um, having worked the 12 Steps, I've worked with a lot of guys, i work worked with my sponsor, and really what it's like now is just, I'm on an incredible journey that's, the past, uh, I'm going to say a year has just been phenomenal. Um, you know, every, I, I, you know, right now I'm reading Beyond Our Wildest Dreams, and, uh, you know, I just pick a book, any 12-step literature, it doesn't matter where it's from, and I just start reading it. When I, when I hit a sentence that I key on, I type out the sentence, and that's what I send in to my sponsor, you know, besides the food and my questions that I answer every day. Um, you know the writing that I do and and I listen to a lot of speaker tapes I really enjoy listening to speaker tapes it 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 um uh, it keeps me connected uh, to the program and um you know I've been riding my bike you know I have to check out my exercise program because I, I cannot be trusted um and so you know I ride to like uh, 20th century. I live in the Valley, so I'll ride over to Fox, or I'll ride up the Valley where I'm working now, and uh, you know, just pack my food in the backpack and throw it in the fridge when I get there. No one has yet taken it, and so, um, but, uh, um, and so, you know, I'll just pop. The, I'll listen to these speakers, and you know, there was one, and he was talking about, you know, we are restless and irritable and discontent, and. Um, we always want to stop feeling what we're feeling now. And I'm, a, I'm still a good one for that. And, I, I, you know, I started chewing a lot of gum and drinking a lot of Coke and coffee and stuff like that. And so, like, six months ago, I'm like, what is wrong with now? You know, and that, that doesn't come to me on my own. That does, you know, I'm not breaking windows and, and doing stupid shit like that. Oh, excuse me. Um, on my own. But when when I'm dialed into the program, really working with other people, you know, that comes to me is like, what is wrong with right now? What do I need to change about right now that I have to take myself out? Because I would be chewing five to six pieces of gum, you know. I mean, my jaw. People would be like, "Your jaw's popping, man." I know, I I know, man. But this is great. I just feel like just to keep moving, and uh, you know, and so. Uh, you know, and then it was, you know, at that point, once, I, it was, I'm done. I, it, it was just removed from me. You know, I didn't need to chew any more gum. It wasn't like I had to hang on, you know. And then, it was just last week, I was, you know, riding my bike again, and I'm like, well, what's wrong, you know, and I, we're, I'm i working on this just just crazy, we didn't get off till nine o'clock this morning, and, um, just this crazy job, and, uh. And I'm just drinking insane amounts of coffee, Espresso's. I mean, and I'm and more tired after I drink them than I am. And I'm just like, what is wrong with now? What, I mean, okay, I'm tired, but I get enough sleep. I eat proper food. I shouldn't be this tired. It's like, this is all... Well, why do you need to feel differently? You know, your higher power is putting something there right in front of you. And you're saying, I don't want what you have. I'm going to... I can control this. I want to feel a different way. And... And it was just with coffee. And you know what? It's only been... Uh, a week. But it's just been like... It's been an easy week. It hasn't been... Yeah, I had a headache, but... Okay. That was it. And, you know, it's just been a blessing. You know, I'm actually able to... I can be... I have the chance of being... I think a great father in this program. I was on my... You know... At, she was six months old and I actually... I actually hit my daughter... Um, because she she <laughs> she was six months old, and she i don 't know she kicked me and I, and, I, and I just smacked her right back and it was like you know that's that 's that's that's how I was raised, and uh, you know that hasn 't happened since um, but uh, i 've got a chance to be a great father i've I got a chance to be a decent husband <laughs> i 'll give myself a decent husband, but I have to stay in this program I have to um, <laughs> um, this is the only chance I have and it's you guys I have to let you know when I'm feeling hungry um, when I'm tired because on my own I already got I'm going to find a way to eat I'm going to find a way to eat more and I love, I love text messages <laughs> I don't want to have to talk to you I just want to text them. I'm still that introvert I still want to you know, text you and say I'm hungry and I've got three hours until I can eat again um, the man that made, you know, uh, Joe C., I haven't seen him in a while, he used to send me pictures of donuts. <laughs> but, you know, just like now, it lightens the load. You know, it lightens the load. And, you know, I laugh and it's funny, um, you know, but it's that connected with other people and letting, letting them know what's really going on. Because, if I could handle it, I would have. You, know, I, I, you know, I'm not... I'm not a a charlatan. I'm not trying to get by without doing my fair share of the work. But if I could have handled it, I would have. But I can't. And so, um, just accepting that I'm a compulsive reader. And every day when I say that, I'm just accepting, opening up the door that there's a lot of help out there. And when I say it to another person, they're they're there to help me. I'm there to help them. And that we can get through it together because, again, on our own, food's always going to come calling. It's always going to come creeping back in. And so, you know, that's what I I do on a daily basis. And this is what it's, um, you know, this is what it's like now. It is is tremendous. I have my marching orders in in the 12 steps. You know, I used to think, what am I going to do today? Well, this is what I can do today. You know, I I do a 10-step now. Who knew, you know, to do a 10-step at night. I mostly get it done in the morning, but I do it, you know, uh, and it's sent in. I started off at five minutes. Now it's up to almost, you know, with prayer and meditation, and that didn't start until eleven when it was when I was asked to. And so, you know, it's this this path is unfolding, and I'm for the first time in my life I'm not fighting it. My way, I'm just open to what's there. And so, um, it's a great life, and it really is, and it's not possible without you guys. So thank you, and that's what's like to that. I have time for questions? Oh, um, the question is: Is how do I get a day? And um, I don't know. I honestly don't. I mean, I wish I had that answer. Um, you know, not picking up the first bite, talking to other people. It's it's the same. It, it, I, I I think it's day one is is a lot of the same as day one hundred and one because there's no different remedy. It's like your plan. Your plan, what your plan is for dinner, is probably not a good plan for dinner. You're a compulsive overeater. You need to check that out. I check out all my meals, it's, they've all been approved and signed off on. And that, and, and that never changes. That never changes. I'm a compulsive overeater till the end. And once I think I got this, once I think I can handle this, I'm back out there. So, how I get day one is I check out my food, and I eat nothing off my food plan. Nothing, nothing is off my food plan. It goes in my mouth, somebody knows about it. Um, the question was, is do you, do you need to be abstinent to go through the steps? Um, my experience is, I, I was abstinent when I went through the steps, um, you know, as soon as I started working with a sponsor, I, be, I became abstinent. I, I do work with guys who have who relapse, but then continue on working the steps. But the start is, you know, surrendering, surrendering the food. So, um... Sorry, I wasn't able to be more clear. So, uh, so the question was, is, uh, what was my relationship with my body as I was going through my exercise bulimia? Um, no, I, I, I like to push myself. I felt... If I, if I was in pain, I felt weak. You know, I felt I should be able to do this. I, you know, in my, my mind is always, you know, I look at the, the, the guys that are doing it on the top, and I should be able to do that. Um, I just did the L.A. River Ride, 100, the, the Century, and I had to check out all my food. I had to check out all my training, you know. Um, and the great part was there was extra food, you know. I mean, I, got, I, I committed beforehand. We worked out, what, you know, how many hours of exercise at this point. And um, uh, it was all checked out. And so, uh, but I was riding with guys who were slower. And, you know, I got the chance to just be of service and to go slow. I wanted to go fast. I really did. I wanted to drive myself to the edge. But I didn't. And, you know, I felt good the next day. <laughs> and I still have friends. You know, that's the thing. is I, you, know, not think- my, and, you know, I used to just... I didn't care. I did what I wanted to do. That was my motive. I didn't, I didn't care how many bridges. I don't have a lot of friends because I didn't think I needed them. I you know, have a lot of friends now in the program because I need them. How does my wife help me with my program? Okay. Um, so, w- since all my food is weighed and measured, when we go out to restaurants... It's not always predictable how what the quantities will be, so she judges what I get. It becomes very simple, and she's always taken, she's never, never shortchanged me once. Wait a minute, she did. That's right. I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, yeah, there was one time where she said, No, this is too much, take half of that, and so, uh. And then I'm just free to actually eat it. you know, I've always made it through. But uh, as a compulsive reader, I think, oh, I'm going to starve. This is, uh, I can't make it to this restaurant. I can't do this. <laughs> she sits there and watches and she says, "Yeah, yay yeah, or nay? It's very simple. And it, it's, it's uh, I've had to ask coworkers. Because one time I, you know, I cooked my chicken breast beforehand and I actually grabbed all my chicken breast instead of my salad. And I got there with eight chicken breasts but no salad. And I said to a coworker, I said, listen, I have a real problem with food. I need you to make this decision for me. And it's embarrassing. It is. But it's like, I'm, I'm not here, you know, the, the old adage, you can't save your, your behind and your face at the same time. It's true. So it's one or the other. Because I'm going to eat more. I always want more. Even when I look at my salad, and it's a big salad, and I'm like, that's not going to be enough today. But it always is. So, that's how my wife supports me. So, it gives me the freedom to go out to restaurants, and as long as someone else makes that decision for me, I'm free. I'm free from it. You know? I don't have to obsess about it. And that's really what gets me. I feel I have to justify it. Well, why did you need one and a half? Why did you need two of those? Well, I've got to explain that to my sponsor. And then I have to defend it. And that's really what, and for me, that's what i found, is when guys defend their decisions... If they can make a mistake, but when you defend what you did, that's when they're out the door. Because, oh, you're right and I'm wrong, and then it becomes, you know, it's, hey, if I made a mistake, I made a mistake, I'll, I'll, I'll what do you call it, I'll fess up to it. But when I defend what I did, because I, I thought I needed more, and that's when I'm taking that half step right out the door. And I've done that once, and I don't want to do it again. So, so how do I use the, the uh, program to um, help with conflicts in the marriage? Um, uh, you know, one of the things that has been really helpful is working with uh, working with guys when when they send me their plan and my initial. I always have to delete my initial email. <laughs> I still to this day, it's like, what are you thinking? And it's like, you know, but it's very it's that blunt, like that. That's you know, that's the way I was raised, and there's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it's not very effective. It's not very effective when you're when you're dealing with. Emotional and spiritual situations, and I, and and with little girls, it's a, it's all, a lot of emotion. I got two little girls. Um, it's a lot of emotions. But they're always like, when I when I raise my voice, like, well, stop yelling, day oh, Okay, yeah. Um, so I do have to, you know, working with guys and, and deleting that first email has really okay. I'll, what's a different way of stating this to these guys, you know, um, because the bully way that's, and that's who I am I'm a, I'm a bully still to this day I, it, you know, I've had to I've had to make a few amends you know um, but he, the practice of you can write that email just don't send it and, and it always happens as, I, uh, as I'm writing it you can't be eating popcorn and this and that or whatever it is and then all of a sudden oh yeah that just that doesn't work for me you know it just becomes you can do what you want but this is what I recommend. This is what really worked for me and has kept me safe and sane and sober for five years. And that's the same way with the girls. It's like, I'm not really in charge of them. I'm, I'm there to guide them. Really. I, and that's a tough, tough, you know, one for me. It's like, you're just there to walk them along. You know? And they're going to make their own mistakes and they do. Um, I just have to try to stay out of the results of what they're doing so it's just practice I, I, that's what I found you know and just being calm and making the, I've had to make a lot of amends to my daughters and more, than, more than my wife I think I'm sorry daddy yelled at you again oh yeah you gotta watch your voice daddy you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I get that a lot so I get a lot of practice um being a very uh, uh, most memorable uh, some of my most memorable amends um all, to my family Uh, I went, I I got a chance because, you know, that that little boy who broke all the windows continued to do a lot of wreckage, Uh, you know, and it's so funny that we had a very dysfunctional family and I had a big hand in making it dysfunctional. I really did. Uh, I did, again, what I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it, I didn't care about the consequences. And so I would take beatings and so I would take it didn't matter to me I still got to do what I wanted to do (laughs) and um, so I got to make those amends as best I can Uh, you know and, and being a fear based person I did a lot of stealing I still to this day my urge is to take it really is and so I got to uh make a lot of phone calls to a lot of production companies and say, how can I make this right? And they had no idea. Well, here's our favorite, you know, I was, you know, through sponsor direction, you know, can you recommend a charity that you guys like to support? Because they had no idea how to document it. The production companies, they worked for a certain period of time and then they fold up. So you called them their production company. So, it just, you know, and I still get the, I still get the, uh, uh, a lot of the credit card bills, you know, when I made, you know, a yearly donation or whatever it is, I get to see them every month. I'm like, there's the amends every month. I get to remember, this is this is who I am. And I just get to, get to keep making them. Um, so they've all been really, really powerful. My wife, I, you know, um, she was one of the first ones I got to make an amends to. Um, I... I I didn't get a chance to do all, a whole lot of wreckage. I took a lot of her food, but that was it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, after coming back from relapse, what is different and how I've worked the program. Um, it really is the, the spiritual condition because, like I said, um, uh, I uh, I work a very um, exhausting job and, uh, um, I get to maybe one to two meetings a week. And so the only way that I can continue to stay abstinent and safe and sane and sober around food is through, you know, calling guys. I don't you know, when I when I when, I, when my mind says you've got this that to me is like nope, you gotta you gotta start making phone calls. When I'm hungry, I eat enough food. It's my my abstinence is three meals and two snacks. I eat enough food throughout the day that I should never physically really be hungry. I mean, a little twinges of hunger around mealtime, fine. But if I'm hungry and sometimes as soon as I eat my my snack or my meal, I'm hungry again, there's something going on. I don't know what it is and I'm not trying to figure out what it is. I just know there's something going on and the only way I know how to do it is just to call somebody else and let them know and find out how they're doing. Texting them. You know, when I'm on set, texting them. Um, you know, um, it's so, it's so funny. Um, uh, it's such a moving target when you talk about uh, uh, that that dialed into that spirituality. It's just the, the commitment that I'm going to continue to do it. Before I think I once I had the food program, I thought I was working a spiritual program already, but it wasn't enough. And so um, I do a lot, and I'm, I'm I'm I'll be honest with you, I'm still afraid to. Remove any one of the things that I do for fear that that'll be the thing that takes me down. So I just keep kind of adding things to it. And I get up early enough. I get up, you know, sometimes four hours before I have to be at work so that I can do my prayer and meditation and do, do my reading and writing. And I don't, it doesn't take four hours to do it. But to pack my lunch and all that stuff, it takes time. And I have, I've never. Never thought of it as a chore so really this is a gift for me and I'm just kind of protecting the gift I didn't do anything to deserve this when this gentleman was asking I, don't, I still don't know um, it's a gift and I'm just protecting the gift I don't want to fumble the ball and that's it thank you very much for asking <laughs>